Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Paul. And we're going to challenge you to transform your financial future through the principles of the most profitable business in the world, banking. We believe everyone should be involved in two businesses, the business that you're in and the banking business. Everyday people can replicate what bankers have been doing for centuries to leverage capital and build wealth through private lending. Join us as we uncover the truths about money, expose lies and myths, and flip conventional financial advice on its head. Here we go. Oh, what's going on, man? How you been? I've been well, Dave. How are you? Uh, very good. Very good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, shoot. I wish I should have this camera facing my my window because it's gorgeous outside for Is another it? week or so. Yeah. 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 It's about to get real nasty. I just talked to a guy today, uh, a prospect now who found me on Nelson Nash Institute because uh, he lives in M Minneapolis. So he's like, yeah, I live in South Minneapolis. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but he, I said, well, and then he said it's going to be his first winter here. I said, oh, well, I won't scare you then. Where are you coming from? He said, San Diego. I was like, oh, oh this is going to be brutal. <laughs> Why? It must have been for work or something. Uh, Navy guy re got out. Oh, okay. And, uh, and moved. Yeah. back. His wife lives back here. So. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. So going to be a. Gonna be a, a brutal intro to Minnesota. Traded one crappy state for another. Yeah, right. But uh, at least he had good weather there. At least he had good weather. Yeah. The climate. It's all about the climate. We have great weather here. Yeah. There's other places in the world that have good climates too. Depends on what climate <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah. Apparently, you yeah. can't have good weather and uh, good other climates uh, in the same place. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that four wheel drive ready. Those winter tires. Uh-huh. Indeed. All right, man. Well, uh, what do we want to talk about today? Well, let's talk about why why do folks get into the infinite banking concept uh in the first place? How about something how about something like that? Um normally folks, something sparks a topic, right? And you know, I got a call today from a newer client and um, you know, and I was out out for a walk. Uh, outside my office and chatted with him about it a little bit and hopefully, you know, said the right things and kind of put him back, kind of re-caged uh, how he, how his mind is is thinking. And he's an old, older gentleman, very nice. Um, so hopefully, you know, one of the things we'll talk about today is the, is the 1090 came up again and we've already covered this ground and it's, it's dangerous ground, right, Dave? It's, it's, yeah. Um, it's almost a religion not, for some people. And, and it is. And I know we have folks that listen that think the 1090 is the greatest thing. If you want to pay less premium as the years go by, sure, go do a 1090. If you want to be, if you want to like sleep in the same bed with the mech line for the entire policy's life, that's fine. Um, but that it violates several of Nelson's principles. Um, so anyway, it's not for us. Um, but it did come up, and so I felt the need that we need to maybe redress, you know, John, our friends out west called it IBC amnesia. But I but I think we, in this case, or in a lot of cases, it's not amnesia. It's a lack of just principled understanding of the process of becoming your own banker. Yeah, I agree. And I think what you just said is is pretty important, the process, because... It seems like some people who, who get IBC amnesia, 
a lot of them are starting to focus too much on the product that we use for banking and and forgetting that this is not called become your own whole life insurance policy owner. It's called become your own banker. It's a process. It's it's the infinite banking concept, not the infinite life insurance concept. Like, right? It, it's the process, not the product. And when you start talking 1090, that has nothing to do with the process of banking. Zero. Yep. 100%. It's, it's all product. With it's all product, product dis- discussion. Right. And, and I think that's what some of these Bush League um, yes. IBC promoters, you know, who are not IBC practitioners, by the way, um, they're Bush League. They focus on the product and completely disregard the process of banking because they don't get it in the first place. If you got it in the first place, the, the product is what it is. You need to focus on the process first and foremost. Yeah. You know, I heard James say the other day, um, you know, these policies, right, that we use to become our own banker through are designed to accept premium. They're designed to accept premium for a long time, uh, a properly structured premium. You know, we say that a lot, but that's, you know, with an adequate base premium. Uh, you know, some of these companies will allow you to go all the way to 3% base and 97% PUA, right? Cool. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. I just, I don't understand it. But but anyway, they're not designed to give you the ability to become your own banker 60 days after you open the policy. Now, that's right. not saying there's not liquidity or there's not the ability to design policies that accept certain amounts of premium that are maybe PUA premium versus base, which creates early cash value access. That's not what I'm talking about. But the idea that this 1090 construct is just going to be so much better and it, well, it illustrates great in the early years, but over a long period of time, the likelihood of it matching or being close to that original illustration, which isn't worth the paper it's printed on, is unlikely. Very unlikely. I mean, the, the first year will probably look pretty similar. Yeah. Maybe even year two or three. Uh, before too long, it's going to start to it could very well diverge and be completely unrecognizable, which is what people don't understand. Um, I mean, I'd like to see somebody who's got a 20-year-old policy or a 30-year-old policy that was designed like that. Tell me what it looks like now. And how much premium are they able to put in, you know, based on how much they thought they'd be able to put in? Right. Yeah. And if they want to pay more premium, now they have to start over from scratch. And that sounds silly. Now you have to open up, you have to start a business. This other business was chugging along just fine, but you just, you didn't do it right from the beginning. And now, yeah, yeah. going through the capitalization phase is the worst part. That the only, the only bad part about IBC, the process of becoming your own banker, and it's not a bad thing, it's just is, it's just the reality is that you are starting a business from scratch. Each policy is like a business and it's going to take time to capitalize that business before you can take income off of the business, before you can start doing things, doing more things through the business, right? You don't want to repeat that process more often on, you know, if it can be avoided, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you make a real good comparison, just like Nelson says, it's like starting a business. So think about it like this. If you were going to start a business, let's say it was just a, a, a fast food business, 
maybe you had one of these, uh, I don't know, say you had a Chick-fil-A. You start the first business and you got 50 employees and you're busy all the time, right? And then you're like, I'm going to open up a second Chick-fil-A about five years later. And instead of keeping that one first business thriving with all those employees, handling all the, the, the big influx of business, you said, hey, I'm going to take half of those employees and move them over here and start this new business. Well, what'd you just do? You just cut the legs off of that business that was already up and running, already had a, a loyal fan base, you know, customer base and great location, all this. Now you can do, you know, if you're thinking linear, half the revenue that you would otherwise have been able to do because you, you decided to start this one over here. That makes zero sense. Of course, right. a business owner wouldn't do that. You keep that one going to its max capacity, and then you start building this one slowly until it gets to that max capacity, and then you build another one. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, well, let's talk about that, starting um, a new business from scratch. There's times when it doesn't make sense, like we just said, you know, when when you almost intentionally cut the legs out from under your business. Um, but then there's times it does make sense, right? When this business is maxed out and it's doing everything it can do, and you've got the ability to start a second one. Uh, yep. What about, yeah, so that's another thing that we were discussing before this before we hit record was, you know, the one and done mentality. I've got my one policy, man, I started 10 years ago and this thing is cooking. It's great. But you haven't done anything since in the last 10 years. Like you funded it perfect, which is what you should do. Max it out. Has your income increased? Has your life situation changed at all? Like, why do you only have one policy? Yeah. And I, unfortunately... You know, I've got I've got this one client in Alaska who's essentially expanded his system, you know, to accommodate the entire family, right? And he's done it, you know, basically every year or even more frequently. Um, I think he pulled the trigger on a couple this year uh, just to get all the all the all the kids involved. And um, but you know, smart guy, high level of understanding, gets it right. Problem's a problem. Premium's a solution. And an expansion has occurred naturally. You know, we've got some pay raises. We get this, or we paid this off, or we sold this thing. Now I've got to put. I've got to put that money somewhere. I don't have any room in my policy. I don't have any loans out. Well, time for to open up some new policies. And we've talked about that, folks, a lot on the on the podcast because it it, you know, it bears repeating. Just because it's the way it is. I can't wait to open up my next policy because one, it means I've got some money that's sitting in someone else's bank that needs to go somewhere else. So I'm being more productive. That means I've been more productive. Something I did previously has paid out. So, but yeah, the one and done. I've I've got a few of those clients. God bless them. They pay adequate premium. They pay good premium relative to their income. But I don't see them coming back. They haven't they they haven't expanded past the first two they bought. Um, they haven't opened up any policies on the children. And you right. know, do I broach the subject? Maybe but they know they know where to find me. Right. Um, and if, if they, if they, tr- I hate saying this, but if they really understood they did, they were already done it. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Some people kind of put this policy on a shelf. Hey, I got it in place. I I'm doing the become your own banker thing. Now check that box. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. You know, what's the next thing? Oh, now it's time to get involved in real estate and put all my money into, to, you know, wholesaling houses or flipping houses or doing the the next 
popular thing or velocity banking, um, uh, whatever it may be, but then forgetting about what you started over here. Like you need to pull that thing off the shelf, dust it off and put it to work. So it's, it's not a one and done, you know, there's no arrivals. Nelson talks about arrival syndrome, right? Where you've arrived in knowledge. Um, this is a different arrival syndrome where you've arrived at, uh, you know, thinking, oh, well, I've checked that box. I've completed that. It's time to move on. Right. Um, instead of making it the foundation for everything you do, I think the most successful people, really some of the most successful people I know are people who have made this the foundation for what they do and everything else builds off of it. Of course, it's not the, the end all be all. It's not the only thing you should be doing, but if you start it with could this, be. it could be, and you'd be just fine, yeah. you know, when you, you know, do the traditional retirement and start pulling a passive income, maybe living off those tax-free dividends or taking loans and maybe not intending to repay them, um, you know, and figuring that out, but uh, it could be, but uh, it doesn't, it, if you, uh, it, it shouldn't be, I guess right. is what I say. I think, you know, you should find another outlet. Um, get that money working in two places at once. I'm not saying you, you know, don't go be an eager investor and feel like you have to put that money to work. But hmm. man, it provides opportunities, too. right? Yeah. What 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 would opportunities be without capital? And what what's capital without having opportunities to to put it towards? That's right. I I had that conversation last night with our newest shared client who actually lives in my neighborhood. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. he is tall. I, can uh, I told you he was tall. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> six five at least. And yeah. uh but yeah, anyway, he's he's you know, they go to the same school as my kid, one of his his oldest kid, and and uh so it was great, great conversation. But you know, someone who's eager to get out of the rat race, if yeah. I could quote Kiyosaki for a second. Um so yeah, no, it's it's good. And uh, he's well he's gonna be well on his way. And, yep. um, but I did remind him, I was like, capitalizing your policy is doing something. Remember that. You're right. Absolutely. That's a, that's a good reminder too, for the people who are, I just had this conversation today with somebody who, who had a, you know, a, a common misunderstanding about how it works. And he, he was like, mm -hmm. so as I understand it, like I need to start taking policy loans and and finding things to do with that, to, to make my policy grow quicker and then, you know, kept talking and I kind of cut him off. I was like, yeah, let's, let's stop right there and just put this rumor to rest. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to improve the performance of your policy. There's nothing you can do to improve the performance in a direct, non-direct recognition policy other than pay your premium and repay your loans. That's right. That's, that is your duty to That's not steal duty. the fees. Don't be afraid to pay a premium. Think yeah. long range. Right? But you will benefit your overall financial and wealth building picture if you use this process as opposed to the traditional pay cash or borrow from the bank. Yeah, and we touched upon it last week with uh, when we were talking about some you know real estate folks. And I think of just clients that I know, and I know that there's money passing through their hands. You know, not insignificant. I'm not talking like $500. I'm talking, you know, hey, we just sold a house. And you know, let's, you know, whatever the house was, it was, you know, $400,000 of cash that came out of it. And to me, and to Dave, and to when you're in the know, you know, I guess, 
on the on that money's way to do the next thing, mm-hmm. it should have found its way into either premium or loan repayment. One of those two things. And some of it might have done those things, but yeah. it should have equated to new policies. Yeah. And did you just wake up one morning and say, I'm, let's sell our house today. And then by tomorrow it was sold and you had cash in hand. No, it was, it was a, a process, right? It's, it's, a, it's a a, at a minimum, probably at a bare minimum, six weeks. But yes. you were probably planning much farther in advance and it probably took no a question. few months, yep. right? So no. you knew that money was coming to you. And you had an idea yes. of how much you were going to net, right? So yes. what does that mean you should have been doing during that time? Right. Planning ahead. That's Get right. ready for the windfall. So that brings me to another topic, which we talked about before, but it again, it fits nicely into this, is having that like 10-year convertible term policy just sitting on the shelf that you can, and I'm exaggerating the process. It's not literally snapping a finger, but it's almost that easy. Yeah. Where I can, hey, Paul, I'm going to have a windfall soon. I want to convert X amount of death benefit out of that convertible term policy because five weeks after that, I want to do something else, uh, but yeah. I want to get that money in a policy first. Great. What a great mindset to be in. So that's how you should be thinking about this, folks. We've talked about the convertible term option a lot. It's great. It's great to have those sitting on the shelf. Uh, in fact, I need to hit submit on my application. I keep forgetting because I'm working for you very hard. And, uh, he was talking. You weren't talking to me. You were talking to listeners, right? Correct. You're not working for me. Well, it's a mystery. No, yes. I, I wish you were. You should. Yeah. You want to work for me? You want to make a little side income? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have a couple side hustles. No, I get. I can't handle any more. Yeah. I'm, I'm maxed out. But uh, but anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. I don't want to make I'm looking at our list here. I want to make sure we cover everything that we uh well just to re-hit uh yeah. re-attack on what you said about convertible term. I love that idea. I can't promote that enough that you know having that in place is gonna be huge when you can then you don't have to uh forecast these windfalls as soon as a windfall hits you. Maybe, you know, maybe a, a rich uncle dies that you didn't know about and leaves you a bunch of money. Well, you got that convertible term sitting on the shelf. You just pick off what you need, throw that money into a capitalize a new policy off to the races. Yeah, it's really good to have on the shelf um, for quick things. If you're still healthy enough, I'd say leave that in place, go through underwriting again. But for quick things, it's nice to just have that option where, and it does, it happens quickly. Or max out your human life value with a convertible term. Yes. Because then, you know, even if you wanted to go through underwriting again, you can't because you've already maxed yourself out. Right. So, you know, that's, that's the ideal thing is, you know, get as much whole life as you can now, max the rest of your human life value out with convertible term, and then start picking away at that um, as as needed, as able. So, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I had that conversation with our newest client last night. So nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, you can you can do the app, the next application with it yep. since yeah, I did the first one. I already, already planned on it. Your Too turn. Easy. Your turn now. it's like just come over to the house and he did he he like walked over (laughs) yeah right like a quarter mile away that's funny yeah he just walked walked on over well his steps are he takes big steps so yeah (laughs) it was like three steps away and and paul has to put on his jogging suit yeah i gotta jog actually i was gonna drive him home and he was like no i'll I'll walk i was like all right yeah good on you man nice um okay so ibc amnesia how do we 
how did we, you and me, Dave and Paul, how did, how did we avoid it? And I think one, we're, we're in the business, so it's unavoidable to. But we were doing this before we were even in the business, we were. right? For, That's true. For some time. Yes. No question. Yeah. Um, so I think number one is a, a solid educational foundation. You know, if you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. That's what it boils down to. Uh, I think a lot of people, they just, again, they get into the YouTube and yeah, I read the book. They read it once. It takes thorough reading, several mm -hmm. thorough readings of that book to really grasp what he's talking about. Uh, it's, you have to catch it. And if you don't catch it, that's what these questions are. How about the 1090 and the, and this and that, and it's just, it's not the right questions. Yeah. So go back and read Nelson. You can't read or listen to him enough. Yeah, and you and I both came in to, like, we didn't get a policy until we were educated enough to move forward. And I, I think, you know, that could vary from person to person. I think typically enough education is getting through Nelson's book and having a real solid uh, discussion with you yes. or I. Uh, yeah, I like that. And and then you're ready, you're dangerous enough to move forward, right? You've got right. enough knowledge right. to be dangerous, but not enough to be safe, probably. Right. So. Yeah, and the the mechanics of things can be we can we can talk about that as as we as we grow in this process of becoming our own banker. You don't have to know every little detail of whatever. And we we and that's what we're here for to answer those maybe those technical questions that maybe have to do with the policy side. Sure. But the process of IBC is quite simple. Like your money has to reside somewhere. Right? Yep. Absolutely. Had that conversation last night too. He's like, I don't know why people don't get it. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> well, it's a little thing called the curse of knowledge where some people catch on real quick and some people, they grow into it. Uh, but once you have that knowledge, you can't unlearn it. That's You're right. not going to unlearn it because you have it now. You've seen behind the curtain. So you have that curse of knowledge and you kind of question after a while of doing this, you're like, why can't you see this? But, you know, you got to remember where everybody's you know, journey is starting from. And that's from yeah. whatever we've been taught by mainstream media. Basically. Buy term and invest the difference. That'll always serve you well, even if, you know, later in life, maybe you get cancer and then now you're looking to get permanent life insurance and yeah, or you lose your pension or, you know, stocks yeah. tank or you lose your job. Like, you know, everything's forbid, just going to be great. God forbid things don't work out exactly <laughs> how yeah. some financial influencer with a Southern accent and a sarcastic charm tells mm. you they're going to work out. So it's almost like the future is unknown. Almost, almost. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So next. Um, how did we avoid IBC amnesia? And, you know, these are action steps everybody can take. I don't know what Paul, what are you pointing at? Oh, those books, oh, my in books. The background. Okay. You can't see what Paul's doing, but that's the, that's the real background. That's not like a, yeah, that's a real tell. background. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody would have a Patriots helmet in a virtual background. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they're terrible. Yeah. I don't care. Awful. I don't watch sports anymore, but I'm rooting Me for I'm so now. sick of watching the chiefs. Cause all they talk about is Taylor Swift. It's, in the vaccine, in the vaccinated uh, tight end there. Yeah, all that's all they talk about. I'm like, can we? I thought football was like the last bastion of of uh, masculinity in America, the, but it's not. The, it's, it's gone. Awful. Yeah. It's the it's the it's 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 like the new NBA. It's like the worst sport to watch. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I think two teams had over 36 points. There were multiple teams uh, within the last few weeks that didn't score any points. The Patriots included. They were shut out against Dallas, I think. Um, but what's his face? And the Blaze has a good article on it that's out there today. So folks, oh really? Read it. Yeah. Yeah. What's his? I can't remember his name. Um, good, good dude. But anyway, um, back to what you were so, pointing at books. But yeah, can yeah. you? <laughs> You know, uh, we we kind of we engrossed ourselves in everything IBC. I remember when you became a practitioner and you had gone to a think tank and you're like, hey, have you listened to this guy, you know, James? And have you read, you know, oh, here's another book. And and we just that that summer, you know, that that 2019, 2020, we just nerding out on it and couldn't digest enough of the content, podcasts, books, and uh so I think that's why, you know, personally for me, that's, but I, but I just, it was what I was looking for too. Like when you sent me the case for IBC, I was like, man, this is it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You it were that simple for me. One book. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Uh, so yeah. Books, podcasts, and discussions, talking to other people in your circle, maybe who, who uh, either perhaps practice IBC or at least are open to talking about it and, and won't shut you down right away. Like, you know, if, if somebody is a big you know, oh, Dave gosh. Ramsey fan, like let them be like, God bless them. Let them be. There's other fish in the sea. That's the way I saw it. Or that's what a, a mentor of mine said. Yeah. You know, you're not here to convert people. You're here to no. present an opportunity for people to rethink their thinking. That's right. You know, they either, they either want to be to, uh, to be uh, to have their paradigm shifted, or they don't. And if they don't, move along to somebody who wants to help. Yep. You yep. this. I tell you know I mentor a couple of new new agents um, that are one just became a practitioner, so I'm going to continue that mentorship, and then one is a you know is a budding practitioner, and it's. And I tell them, I say, you know, education is the key. People are either going to when you ask them to read Nelson's book. The ones that want to do this, that want to learn, are going to do it automatically. They're going to say, yep, I'm going to read this book. Yes, I'll listen to that podcast or I'll read this other book or whatever. Read this yeah. article. They're going to just do it. And that's who you're after because they want to do this. The other right. people, like the convincing, we don't spend time convincing anybody. No. No, if you need convincing. You don't have the time. If you, yeah, if you need convincing, this isn't your thing. That's right. Like I'm not here. Yeah, I've never convinced anybody. Yeah. Um, I remember having. We a appreciate you folks that are that are listeners that are clients now. Like you, you come to us and you're just you're generally you know a few technical questions or whatever, but you're generally ready to go, and you get it. The light bulb's gone off, and it's just it's fantastic. And that yeah. is, you know, we're just here to be the conduit for this. Let's face it, genius idea. Yeah, because you need you know unless your life licensed life insurance producer uh you need somebody to walk you through this process and and legally set this up for you anyway right so and if you're a licensed producer you don't and haven't done this you also don't know anything and you need our help and thank you for those who have reached out and asked for that help we also appreciate that um it's good yeah true you don't want to mess up your own policy <laughs> right and <laughs> you need sure. we need more people who understand this who can who can get the message out that's right. Yeah. It's a message worth sharing. That is for I sure. I mean, what what's the what percentage of of Americans have probably even heard about this? 1% or less? I, you know, maybe 3 million people have heard about this, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. 
I don't know. I don't know I would if hope. it's that high. I would Most hope. people are on TikTok watching, uh, I don't know what yeah. they watch, but yeah, whatever. They, yeah. They, yeah. Some, some attractive girl spouting out random stuff that a company told her to say, I don't know. Right. Yeah. But right. yeah. So continue the education process, reread Nelson's book. You can't, can't read, read it, it enough. enough. Yep. Or as you said, you can't listen to it enough. It's only mm-hmm. what three hours on audible. Mm-hmm. So you could burn through that and in a couple uh, drives to work and back. Yep. Um, um, you know, his, his, uh, DVD series that you can buy from the, the practice, you know, from the, uh, Nelson Nash Institute. If you've never listened to Nelson, he's out there on YouTube a little bit, but there's that dedicated series that you can purchase. Um, or you can, I think you can, anyway, it's, it's fantastic and it's funny and, you know, you get to hear it, uh, directly from the person who discovered IBC. Is it only available on DVD? I have uh, the version that I just streamed through my practitioner site or my portal um, yeah. that I that I bought. Um, in fact, I need to send the discount code to somebody to somebody wants to buy it. I can't kind of remember who that is now. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know, DVD players might be hard to come by now. But no, you, you can. Yeah, yeah. I have. I mean, one. you can find you can buy one, but do yeah, you have yeah, one yeah. in your home? Probably. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I do anymore. My neighbors that just moved had one in their garbage, but it was, they must have thrown it on the ground because it was smashed to pieces. I was going to see if it worked, but somebody drove over or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, re- you can't, can't reread that book enough. And I do often. I read yeah. it all the time. Yep. Um, how about this one? Start talking to people about it. No, like if you find somebody like yourself, I mean, that's how Paul and I, really got started in this business is finding people like us and having these conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, start having these conversations and see if you're, you might be surprised you, you, you'll discover people have heard about it, but maybe they've never had somebody explain it to them or yeah. they've never had somebody else to talk to about it. Yep. There's, there's going to be three kinds of people you'll encounter from your, your friends, your family, whatever. There's going to be people that are genuinely interested and want to know more. Those are going to be your your unicorns, though. You know, maybe one out of every ten people you talk to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, there's going to be those that want to fight you because they think <laughs> that you're trying to get them into the worst thing ever because they think buy term and invested difference is the best thing since sliced bread. Obviously, that is not true. This is the best thing. They since think sliced you're trying bread. to to. to you know, put them on your, your downline for your MLM or something. <laughs> right. That's right. They want sell you to sell essential oils and some face yeah. cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing against anybody in that business. Insurance. That's a, that's a viable business model, but it, uh, you know, the way some people approach it is pretty, it, it's yeah. Yeah. Salesy. We, we never want to appear cheesy. Uh, we tell people all the time, you know, you'll never get too many follow-ups from us. We won't chase you. But anyway, the third types are the people that just, aren't interested in anything that has anything to do with money at all or finance. And well, you know, you're not going to talk to them anyway. Yeah. So. They, they just kind of glaze over just like, yeah, oh. they're just, you know, yeah, you know, they're on so TikTok and they're just scrolling. Yeah. And whatever. And, no, they're, they're the types that would think now oh, there's more important, you know, money. I mean, it's important, but it's not that important. You know, there's way more important things in life than money. Uh, granted, People are more important than money, but uh, but if somebody says ah, money is not that important, 
I I don't know. In my mind, they're either they're either too lazy to go out and actually earn money, enough money, so they give themselves that excuse so they can continue to be lazy and just get by, um, or they, I don't know, or they're just ignorant. Truly, don't understand the value that that money and wealth play in our lives and our um in, in the well-being of your family yes. and you know everything else anyone who's been near uh you know had to file bankruptcy we and we 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 know people that have done that or who have had to do you know other things or just pinching you know we I think we probably just watched our parents growing up just like well it would be, you know we can't afford that well yeah. Better question is how? How, how can we? How can it, I afford right? this? Yeah, that's right. Well, if you don't think money I've... is important, I haven't verified. I haven't gone through and and checked every line and every word, every verse myself. But I've heard that Jesus talked about money more than he talked about heaven. So if you don't think money is important, um, read the New Testament. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Who was responsible for most of the New Testament? guy name oh oh paul <laughs> yeah um and then to sum it all up kind of jokingly just do what we say do what we say come on <laughs> and you'll be fine it's really easy just <laughs> just do what we say you'll be good yeah uh, it's and funny. you know so we'll leave you with do what we say reread nelson's book yeah if you've read it if you haven't Get on uh, the show notes, click the link for Becoming Your Own Banker, 92 pages, three-hour read or less. You you won't regret spending the, the, the $21 and the, the three hours of your time. Yes. And then when you get done, maybe schedule a session or maybe read it again and then schedule a session. There you go. Yeah. One reading is, is enough to yeah. schedule a conversation with us. For sure. Who would no be better? Question. Um, yep. but um, we're happy to talk to you if you've, if you've gone through that book once. Yeah. Absolutely. Read it very, very, very deliberately. I've got marginal notes all over mine, underlined blue ink. I mean, just. I've got and... some notes in mine that I look at it now and I laugh. I'm like, man, I was really dumb. Yeah. And, and, and no, I wasn't dumb. It, yeah. I, it was just completely brand new to me. And so you your questions are dumb. learning. Yeah. You're learning. That's right. Yep. But yeah. Well, cool. All right, man. I think we hit the uh, the end of our time here, so we'll leave it leave it at that. So, you know, avoid IBC amnesia. Get back in the books and um, keep listening. Yeah, the arrival syndrome. Yep, absolutely. So, never stop learning. All right, everybody. Hey, until next time, control your capital, or somebody else will. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle on a future episode, please send us an email to David and Paul at theibcguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.